Folks, I want to tell you about BakkenLocator.com. It's a searchable directory with thousands of businesses now serving the Bakken oil fields. That's Montana, North Dakota, and Saskatchewan. BakkenLocator.com is a business-to-business search engine used by over 4,000 companies currently doing business out in the Bakken oil fields. They use this search engine, BakkenLocator.com, to find each other. Great networking tool online, right in your office, in Colorado, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, Michigan. You get the idea. You can find Bakken businesses right in the comfort of your own home. Now, if you want to be found in this booming economy out in the Bakken oil fields, you have to be listed on BakkenLocator.com. It's the premier Bakken business directory, bar none. I've been covering the Bakken now for three plus years, and there's a lot of different Bakken this and that out there, but BakkenLocator.com is the premier Bakken business directory of the Bakken oil fields. That's BakkenLocator.com. Bookmark it today, folks. You won't regret it. Welcome back to Building the Bach, and I'm your host, Jason Spies. Our next segment features Mark Wald, president of Blaze Energy. Blaze Energy is one of those startup stories that surfaced into the energy industry as a solution to flaring. Like most solutions, Blaze Energy found they could offer quite a few more solutions to oil and gas. Mark Wald, president of Blaze Energy, up next on Building the Bakken with host Jason Spies. Mark Wald, Blaze Energy. Okay, let's uh, let's start with t- talking about your company. What is Blaze Energy? Blaze Energy. Uh, we were formed in 2008, and the, with the goal of trying to f- come up with solutions to flaring. So, uh, the initially we thought the the best way to start knocking down flares was uh, turn that flare into kilowatts. So we we are doing that today. We've got several locations out in the Bakken where we are generating electricity from that gas. And we are doing everything from going back into the grid uh, with the kilowatts that we produce to uh, powering whatever's going on uh, on the well site, the pump jack, uh, any lighting, uh, heat trace, etc. Do you um, get into any renewable credits, anything along those lines with the type of um, business you're doing? Sure, Uh, and we did. We did apply for uh, renewable credits. North Dakota is unique in that way in that any gas or any electricity that's generated from gas is eligible for RECs. So we have logged that, uh, and we are logging that for the uh, electricity that we produce back into the grid. And how long have you been in business? We've been in business since 08, and the way that we look at it, it is uh, if we can uh, multi-step process there's no single solution that we feel that will will ultimately stomp out flaring but uh, first step generate electricity uh, whatever gas we don't consume to generate electricity the rest would go back out to flare so the the next logical piece would be pull out the NGLs and we are having a skid fabricated right now uh, we've done some pilot projects for NGL recovery but we are finally uh, having our own skid fabricated to pull out the NGLs and then 
the, the residue gas or the excess gas after the NGLs would go back out to flare. So we kept thinking, well, what else can we do with that lean gas? And we thought, uh, you know, that's perfect for CNG or LNG. So we started to convert, uh, convert our fleet over to CNG. So we've got um, two vehicles so far um, running off of CNG. We think it's completely logical that if we have a fleet of trucks running around maintaining natural gas powered generators, uh, that we do it with natural gas powered vehicles. Um, we've got a lot of good experience, or we've gained a lot of good experience in how that associated gas works in engines to create electricity. We wanted to test ourselves, uh, or test it ourselves, and uh, move that gas or a form of that gas directly into vehicles. So, so far so good. They're running great. We did the conversion ourselves because we wanted to understand how, you know, how to get that gas and feed that gas uh, into a uh, into a vehicle. Was that a difficult procedure to convert? A, a, a tr- I mean, basically you just said that you're running a truck on natural gas. Yes. And was that a difficult procedure to do? I mean, you said you did it yourself. That seems like a pretty advanced technological <laughs> Well, it we I mean, you can, you're you're ahead of BNSF. They're they're experimenting the same thing with rail, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, elaborate if you would a little bit on that. Sure. Uh, just that uh, that conversion and uh, maybe the price, is there a price differential between gas and natural gas in terms of filling up the vehicle? There is, absolutely. Um, we, um, you know, there's a lot of different aftermarket systems that can be put on vehicles. We started with a couple of brand new uh, 2014 one-ton trucks. Uh, we experimented with different uh, CNG systems, tanks. Uh, we have a 22-gallon of gasoline equivalent carbon fiber tank. Uh, in the bed, we put in a, a coalescent filter to uh, get any moisture out of that gas. Uh, obviously, a pressure regulator to drop the the pressure down down from the 3600 psi in the tank to be able to feed into the engine, and then we inject that gas directly into the intake manifold um, and and feed it into the engine. The other thing that we did is we uh, we've got a, a switch on the dash so we can switch between CNG and gasoline. So if we run out of CNG or we don't have CNG, uh, it, it's a regular gas vehicle that we can just fill up at, at any gas station just like you normally would. That's incredible. Talk to me about some of the other techno- technology that's being involved here. Are there other technological advances besides you know conversion of trucks and those types of things? Um, that you're bringing here to the Bakken? Sure. We, uh, part of the reason that we also wanted to convert our vehicles over there or just start to get experience with CNG is we see a lot of other applications for CNG. Uh, you know, we're not doing it yet, but we're experimenting with it. We're uh, you know, possibly using CNG as a backup fuel for the genset or compress that gas directly out of the line and use that as a backup fuel source instead of typically it's propane. Uh, as a backup uh, fuel source for gensets. The other thing that we're doing is we are putting a uh, our own compressor in our shop and we're pulling off of the gas line that feeds our shop to uh, create the CNG to put in our vehicles right in our shop. The nice thing about that is that the, the cost of the gas out just right out of our line that feeds our shop equates to about 70 cents a gallon equivalent. So that's really, you know, as a small company, you know, trying to grow, that's how we're funding the vehicle conversions, the, the fueling station, et cetera. We're fueling that with our, funding that with our fuel savings. So I think there's a lot of good uh, ideas that kind of spur on top of each other. It's our view that the 
the free market will will ultimately solve flaring if you can monetize that fuel, convert it, uh, uh, transform it into you know something more valuable, something more usable. Then that, in, all by itself, will slowly you know put a dent in 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 flaring. We recognize it's not going to happen overnight, but you know you got to take a step in the right direction, and a lot of those steps will lead to other steps to ultimately keep knocking that flare down. You know, it seems about once a month there's a flaring article in some regional or national publication or industry publication, so it's 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 hard for um, the topic of flaring to get out of the news. Blaze Energy and companies like Blaze Energy seem to solve a problem. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. What's, what, what are the biggest hurdles? Because, I, you know, I've talked to four or five different uh, companies like yourself that they're offering some, some solutions. Is it that uh, the oil companies are resistant, we can't get manufacturing parts in time? Um, what, I guess, what, where's the red tape coming from? <clears throat> Sure. Um, you know, anytime you try something new, uh, you, you, there you have the uh, uh, you have to Little get people uh, education, <laughs> get people to try it exactly. You know, and and I understand. You know, these operators, you know, they've spent millions of dollars drilling that well. Uh, the, the, you know, just liability is a big issue. Uh, you know, they don't want a science project going on out on their well, which is completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've, you've got to have something that I think makes economic sense. Uh, you have to show them that, that there is a way to monetize that, that resource. Uh, you know, it, it's got to make sense economically for them to do it. Anyway, I think it's, it, it, you've you got to have a proven, you've got to put a, a, a solid economic case out there. But, you know, these operators, they do want solutions they you know they don't like to see that waste any more than anybody else so i think if you can present a solid case what you know the the i think the advantage we have is we have um msas we have existing customers we are doing power generation on the site so it makes the conversation a lot easier to come back and say hey you know how about this idea how about that idea 30 billion dollar investment going into the petrochemical industry a lot of that's happening in north dakota actually uh, what, what, what do you make of that in terms of the amount of uh, refineries and the facilities and the pipelines? Does that help your business, hurt your business? How does that uh, play into your business? Uh, you know, we, we feel there is enough opportunity out there for everybody with mm-hmm. all the gas that's being flared in North Dakota. There's certainly room for everybody to play. I mean, the, the, the things that we're doing are not going to solve flaring at the end of the day, so I welcome... You know all kinds of new uh, uh, infrastructure, pipelines, gas plants, uh, chemical plants, etc. I think w- we we can we can all complement each other in a lot of ways. As America's found that we've got a lot more gas here and a lot more BTUs than than we thought we did. You know the question then becomes how can we we obviously use that, but how can we be smarter about it? How can we um, uh, be cleaner about it and reduce, use it to reduce emissions, uh, you know, have a cleaner source of fuel. So, you know, we're very excited uh, about the transportation uh, a piece of that. Uh, you know, there's a, a, a classic chicken-egg uh, mm-hmm. situation going on here uh, with, with as far as using CNG in fleets. Uh, you know, the, nobody wants to convert the fleet until the infrastructure is there, and the people that have the infrastructure don't want to put it in until the fleets are there. So somebody needs to blink uh, in that scenario. And and if, if we can show that it is being done or kind of get creative and take the steps in between to... Uh, to, to slowly have a grassroots uh, effort to start moving uh, gas into new markets, 
Um, you know, transportation, I think, is a great avenue to do that. It's, it's, it's not a consumer play, but it, it does work for fleets. You know, any, any vehicle that comes back to its home base at night, I think, is a great candidate. You know, we managed to cost justify it on a fleet of two. And, uh, you know, we'd love to try to, uh, you know, we're always proud of our vehicles. We want to show people our vehicles. To hear the entire interview with Mark Wald, president of Blaze Energy, visit our website, buildingthebakken.com. Well,